welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. I am so excited to be sitting across from China from Little Mama Shirt Shop. We have loved her from the beginning of this podcast, and now she's finally on our podcast. So welcome, China. We're so glad that you're here. Hey. How are you? (laughs) You can probably hear my kids running around upstairs. I tried to tell everyone to be quiet, but... Oh my goodness. Well, half the time you hear Scarlett come in, my two-year-old, though, it's fine. We like, we embrace the motherhood thing, right? Oh yeah. That's That's what we're doing. (laughs) So will you introduce yourself? Tell me about your shop, what you do. Well, I know what you do, but let's introduce you to our audience. (laughs) My name is China, pronounced like the country. It's not spelled that way, but uh, (laughs) I own Little Mama Shirt Shop and I have been running this business for just over two years. I have three little boys, five and under. So I'm not sure which one keeps me busier, probably the kids. And um, <laughs> I'm in Idaho with my husband and he like works for the government and he's not like an Instagram husband at all or anything. So it's really, we have a lot of interesting things to talk about because our, li- our daily lives are so separated, but it's fun. We love it. That is fun. Well, and you, you have grown really fast. I feel like, cause you've been there, you know, only two years. That's not very long. So I want to know how you got started. Like take me back to the beginning. Okay, It's like almost exactly two years, right? Yeah. Just over two years. So we were living in Utah. Um, and it was about two and a half years ago. I had just had my second baby and I have a teaching degree, but I was hoping to stay home with my kids. So I started a graphic design business And I did a lot of branding for small businesses and then it just kind of evolved from there. But I remember that I was just walking under an underpass one day with my baby in the stroller and we were just living our little, like life wasn't as busy then. It was just simpler, you know, when you just have one or or two babies. I don't mean that in a way that it's not crazy because it totally is, but it was a little slower than it is now. Um, And we were walking to see my husband and the idea like, just struck me. It was weird. It was just like graphic tees and it was, the name was there, everything. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing. So I sat on it for a few days. And at the time, I feel like a lot of people now have graphic design. I mean, excuse me, t-shirt businesses, but at the time there wasn't really, which is hard to believe because there's like millions now, tons and tons. But I was just walking along and then it hit me and I talked to my husband about it and he was actually switching jobs at the time. So we were in the middle of a great big move and I just said, what do you think about starting a t-shirt business? And he was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. He was like taping up boxes and <laughs> we were getting ready to move. We were moving in like a week. I'm like, we have to do this. I don't know. It just hit me. We have to do it. So um, we moved and I never said anything else about it because I'm just kind of a busybody, and he loves that about me, but also think he gets a little bit exhausted of me. (laughs) We moved and then, um, I just, the feeling just kept weighing on me that I needed to do it. So 
I got up in the middle of the night one night. I already had the designs in my head. So I got them down on paper. We started with seven designs and they were like our, we call it our raising collection. So they were raising boys, raising girls, you know, those mom ones and got up in the middle of the night, got them on paper. And then I spent $400 on blank t-shirts. And at the time that was like a million dollars for us because it was like we were in that limbo of me wanting to stay home. So I just got, I was two o'clock in the morning. I ordered the shirts, $400 worth. And then I got back in bed. <laughs> the next morning I told my husband, okay, we're doing this. I don't know how, I don't know how to print t-shirts, nothing, but we're going to figure it out. Um, and I'm going to just make that money back. If that's all we ever do is make the money back the $400. Then I guess I did what I was asked to do. So anyway, here we are two years later. <laughs> Fast forward and we have, we finished our entire basement and most of it is used for the business and we have two employees and it's just like, it's just growing and it's just really humbling and amazing and awesome. And we love it most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think we might be kindred spirits. I like, I feel like my husband's probably, is always like, okay, (laughs) you got to back up a little bit. (laughs) Like, are you sure? Because he knows once I say it, I have to do it. Have to, like, there's no choice. So, Oh, I love it. So why do you, what do you think it is about? Because your story, I mean, is in you unique in the details, but maybe not in the circumstance. I feel like a lot of times when we're in the craziest times of our lives that we get this inspiration. What do you think it is about that? That I don't know. That makes it happen. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I work well under pressure a little bit. And I, I really feel that way. And I think a lot of people are that way. But with this, I just felt like I feel like I am the person that I want to sell my shirts to. And so in that way, it just was divine timing. Like I, I kept pushing and feeling away. Like I'm busy. I have a lot going on. <laughs> I had every excuse in the book to not do it, but I, I think it couldn't happen if I, if things weren't like they were, if that makes sense. Like if I didn't have little kids running around, if I didn't, wasn't sleep deprived or didn't feel stressed or whatever, it all come together. I think like make more meaningful content in my business because I'm like living basically the same life that I'm marketing to. So yeah, that's actually something that I love and wanted to talk to you about because I I feel that for you because you're not just selling t-shirts. I you know that's not what this is about. Um, and so I want to know like what is your deeper deeper why behind behind your t-shirts? Yeah, so like like I said, it started out kind of an idea and financially, and that was like a lot of motivation for a long time. And now, whatever about that. Oh, it's just like, I, it sounds like weird to get sappy about t-shirts, but it just feels, uh, it just feels like it's more than shirts. And that's always what I come back to. It's just like, it's more than shirts. It's motherhood and sisterhood and like just helping people feel like they have a place to belong and like that motherhood is worthy. It's a worthy endeavor. And it's easy because you put it on a t-shirt and it means so much to people. And it's kind of crazy in that way that just like a few words on a shirt can mean so much, especially even like, well, I'm wearing it. You guys aren't able to see, but just the mama design in a heart, like so many people, it means a lot to them. So yeah, I think it kind of comes full circle in that way. 
Yeah, I love that. I want you to kind of talk to us about that because maybe you didn't, what was the realization? Because I, th I think you just kind of like hinted to that it was kind of a process. Like you kind of started with it being financially and also you were obviously inspired and pushed, you know, but yeah. what was the transition from me? Like, oh my gosh, this is something that matters. I think it was like, uh, I had a few people reach out to me on Instagram that were it's not, I could almost like, I'll probably cry in this interview. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you're my friend or I feel like we can relate and I'm not very far into motherhood. I'm still only five years in, but I think there were enough like brand new moms. And, and I was not afraid to talk about how hard my first baby was. And I think, and sometimes I think people are afraid to say that their kids are, <laughs> or are hard or, or, you know, like we just see the beautiful Instagram of their baby sleeping through the night and all these things. But I had enough like brand new moms reach out and say, I needed to hear that. Or I feel like you're my friend. And it was kind of weird at first because I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so one-sided. I'm just getting on here and blabbing about whatever motherhood thing for the day. But like some hearts were touched by it. So definitely a ton of prayer involved in it. And I never wanted to do this business at a sacrifice of my family. And that was always like in my prayers, like, I will do this if you want me to do this and tell me what to do. <laughs> like, don't let me get my priorities out of order. Please help me not to do that. And so I think it more than like the lightning bolt of inspiration, it's always just been like, keep going, keep going. Just those nudges. Like it's more than shirts. Just keep doing what you're doing and push it a little bit farther. And be real with people, you know, just those like little one-liner things that come into your head that you're like, okay. So I wouldn't even say it's like a big event where I realized it was more than shirts. It's just kind of been like a long process of just the compound effect doing it every day. Yeah. I, um, I can completely relate to that. Cause I think, and I think it's good to hear because you know, when we look back at our story and your story, we were like, I just knew it was supposed to happen, but it kind of, um, just, you know, discounts those times when you like line upon line are like following the spirit and trying to do what's right. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. So tell me about that. Like, how are you, you just had a baby, I mean, 10 months ago, mm -hmm. but you are, your family's still growing. So how are you growing a business and growing a family like where, how are you doing this <laughs> that is tricky and I would never want anyone to think that I have that figured out but we've just found some things that work for our family specifically and I love that we can kind of talk about more like the spirit and stuff on this podcast because definitely a lot of that involved like matters of prayer and tell us how to please tell us how to manage this and we, as far as like balancing motherhood and business, if I were not a religious person, I would say like things have magically worked out and I've, I've used that phrase, but I know that's not it, but we like, I ran the business completely by myself for one year. And in that year we changed jobs, we moved, um, but it was pretty manageable then. And then we, I got to a point where I felt like I really needed help. And it was like, I looked back in my journal and I had written down like six months previously, if I'm not careful, this business could just wash right over me and my family. And I like looked by that and I was like, that's what it's doing. It's just washing over me and I can't, I can't manage it myself anymore. And it's just like the, the very perfect help came into my life 
when I needed it. And that was our first employee and she's still with us. And then, um, we adjusted and taught her how to do everything. And she does a lot now. And then we had that feeling again this year as it grew again. And so then it was like the most amazing, perfect thing fell into our lap. So we just try to, I'm okay with my kids seeing me work. Number one, I used to be like kind of secretive about it or something like, Oh, I don't want them to remember their mom (laughs) always on the computer or something, but I always make it clear to them mom's working and, and I don't work full time. I work very part time, but they've gotten to be um, fairly self-sufficient in the mornings. So (laughs) that's just been a blessing in itself that they, they kind of know that that's the time that I need to work. And also we've just, we've told them. And it's just amazing the power of just like sharing with your children. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not like, this is important. I have to do my work. You are more important right now. I have to do this. And then we're going to do that. You know? So we just tried to really instill in our children, like the importance of work and like always telling them the reason we get to do this fun thing is because mom's on her computer a few hours a day, that kind of thing. So, um, I think we've just struck a balance in that. I usually just kind of work in the mornings when it works out and when it doesn't, things can wait. Cause we just, I always try to keep our family first. And, and I think Heavenly Father blesses you for trying to keep your priorities in order. <laughs> like even if they slip right now is our busy season. So we're working way more right now than we are, you know, two months ago. But if your heart is in the right place, usually things work out. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is huge. Especially, you know, I was, when you were talking about this, I don't know. I think there's like a generational thing where we're like, ah, you know, we want our kids to never think of us doing anything else. Because when my, when I was little, my mom taught dancing like out of, you know, out of our house. And I mean, I remember she was working, you know, she was dancing and I, it was like, okay, mom's teaching a class. (laughs) It wasn't a big deal, but I think that we kind of give ourselves a lot of pressure about like, oh no, and it took me a while to feel like, oh no, I'm going to tell my kids, like, I'm actually doing something. Yeah. I'm not yeah. playing on, I'm not playing a game on my computer. <laughs> right. And I'm really sad too. Like a thought that I, has really carried me along is that just because our kids journey is just starting and we're, we're such a part of that and like in charge of that, it doesn't mean that ours is over or something. And so this is such a personal like growth thing for me. And I know 100% that I'm a better mom when I have something like this, whether it's, I mean, it was my graphic design business and now it's t-shirts and even if it was charity work or something, I have to have something other than the like three little angels who are, you know, needing something every second of every day. Always angels. <laughs> and I just, I do so much better. I want to be with them. I want to play with them and stuff when I just don't have it every second of every day. Like when I have some other commitments that I have to fulfill, I can do those. And then I'm really excited to hang out with them. But personally, if, when I was just like mom all day, every day, it is hard. It is harder, way harder than running a business. So this sometimes honestly feels like a, a break. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, cause it's fun and you enjoy it. It's a, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we all have to say, mom, mama needs a minute. That's our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I, I love that because I think that we get a little bit worked up and I don't know, it's just hard. It's mom, being a mom is hard and it's also great, but it's okay to not lose yourself completely. So, yeah. and I think I did for a minute when I was very first became a mother, I, I was all of a sudden only like a mom and a wife which I do not mean that as in only 
anything. It's not only, but I had a career, I had a degree, I had all these things and I belonged to myself and then I had a baby and I belonged to my baby. And it was just really hard for me to adjust. And so I think having, you know, 98% of my heart for my babies and my family and then 2% to like, I'm going to hustle a little bit over here on the side. (laughs) It's working out. So yeah, that's genius. I love it. Let's just take a little break because we want to give you access to our most requested bonus episodes straight to your inbox. We have never shared these episodes before digitally. Michelle's famous talk, God is speaking to you. Do you hear him? And guess what? You also get Sarah's crucial talk called Satan is at the white. I'm just telling you, these are very good. (laughs) They are huge resources to give you a vision and confidence in making decisions with the Lord, which is what we're trying to do, right? Grab the bonus episodes now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Now back to the podcast. Um, well, you just mentioned that you like that you journaled and you turned back to your journal. And I, um, I remember a post really a recent post of yours where you like brought up your journaling and, and how that's an important part of your life. So will you like speak to us about that? Like, I want to know your experience with journaling because I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> I was at my mom's house like a month ago and she brought out my journals. And I, there was like a year or two where I journaled every day in high school. Oh my gosh, it was the best. Yeah. I looked back, I'm like, I am the same person I've always been. <laughs> anyway. Oh, like it's, it's real bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's been an important, really important part of my life. I have an English degree, so I've always loved to write. And I love to read and I love to read memoirs. So... I don't know. Um, I guess that's my own, (laughs) but (laughs) I started journaling pretty young. I was like in junior high and, um, here and there, you know, and then when I was in high school, I had like some harder times come upon me at home. I didn't grow up in a picture perfect home by any means. So I actually moved in, I moved from my mom's house to my dad's house when I was a junior in high school. And that was just a hard time for me. So I journaled through that. And then I journaled like, when my husband and I were dating and I look, those are the ones that, Oh, you know, so sweet. Like you can fall in love with your husband again, all over again. Um, but also so cheesy, like, Oh my gosh, he texted me this. So I wonder what that means, you know, just dissecting every little thing. But I have loved seeing like, it feels like tangible, like growth to look, to read back over them. Even when I very first, became a mom. Um, I journaled about that, how sleep deprived I was. And now I don't journal as often as I like. And usually what it looks like is maybe if we had a holiday or an event or something, and then I kind of just do three little sections about the things that the boys are doing, what they're into, their new tricks, you know, who's walking, who's talking, whatever. And then I look back in all of my entries for the last, we've been married eight years and they almost all end with, we are so blessed. And I just like, I don't mean to do that really. And I don't even really recognize that I do that until I look back. And that is seriously like 
some form of that sentence is the last line of every single entry. And I, and I just like think that's kind of a testament to how journaling brings out my, my gratitude and stuff because I write down all the great things in my journal and I write down the hard things and the sad things too. But at the end of it, like I can always sum it up with we're so blessed. So I was just in Sagarit meeting and our mission, the mission president over our area was talking and he just, he talked about journaling. And so it was on my mind. And then I read your post and I, I have my high school journals that I've been looking to and texting my best friends, the funny things I said. And I just was thinking about how important it is. And I like that you are changing how you journal as you go, because I, I think that sometimes we get really stuck on like we have to write every day and it has to be like whatever but my word that day everything you did yeah everything I er, anyone who entered our house that was like eighth grade it was like (laughs) yeah I pretty much just hit the big stuff now holidays trips things and then just little updates on life and that's awesome I love how you have um because I think sometimes when I'm thinking about journaling and like looking back I kind of (laughs) cringe Yeah. <laughs> of who I was, no but never read this ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you embrace it, like I think that is that is the best. So yeah. I really like it. So my favorite thing about you and like following you is that you are really open, and you you mentioned this before, but you're really open about like motherhood and like where you are. And have you always been this person that's been like, hey, this is me, or like? <laughs> I mean that in the best way, but you know, like you're really open with who you are or like, how did you get to that point? Cause I know a lot of people, especially a lot of our listeners have a hard time, like putting it out there, like who they are. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to share yourself, especially on the internet. It's funny that we're talking about this. I just went on a walk the other night with one of my really good friends and she said, she's like, China, the first time I met you, I thought you were such a guarded person. Like you had walls up all the way around you. And I just, met her like two years ago and we're really good friends, but I thought that was funny that I was perceived that way, but I think I maybe come off that way at first. But I think when I, well, I've studied a lot of Brene Brown's work on vulnerability and I just have realized like life is too short to not just be real with people and kind of get, get deep with people. And I posted the other day, I didn't like mean to offend anyone about it or anything, but like, I hate talking about the weather. I hate it. Like, gosh, there's so a million more things interesting in the world to talk about. So I think when you share your heart a little bit and a few people respond and it's, you know, not, not in a, like a popularity contest way by any means, but just like, if you are real with people and then they're real with you, it gives you just that little bit of courage to do it again. And then you realize just having that like me too moment with someone. And I used to be nervous to put those things out there because I'm like, what if I'm the only one? I think I thought that was just me. But if I, I started with little things, you know, like I'm just so tired or my kids, they're driving me crazy today. You know, is it, has anyone else had a really hard, hard week in motherhood and just like amazing, amazing response messages from all around the world that are like, Oh, I needed to hear that today or whatever. So, so I just try to really be led by the spirit. Like, let me know how much to share and when, and also, like, I just feel like it's, even though they're Instagram friends or they're people online, there's still people behind the screens. And if you fill your life, even online with people who just uplift you and, and that you can have me too moments with, I think your life just 
like you learn more about yourself and you learn more about others and you just feel more connected in a world that seems so disconnected. Well, yes. And even though we're on the other, you know, screens apart, like I, we, I got on this call and I was like, Hey, I feel like we're friends. We chat all the time on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and so it does mean something, you know, and I, I mean, I own your shirts, a lot of them, you know, and every time I wear them, you know, people are like, cause the, the one I got was, first of all, I think you're pretty. That yeah. is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. And I'm like, no, really, I do think you're pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to put it on my shirt here so you can, it's out there. It's out there. It's there for everyone to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you say to someone? I mean, you have been doing this two years. It's not super long, but you have like grown pretty fast. And what would you say to someone who has this inkling? They're like, oh man, I'm, I'm supposed to do this, but I'm too scared. Like, what do you say to them? Oh, you know, it's so like cliche, but just go for it. Just do it. Push them off the ledge. Yes, just, <laughs> just jump. Like you will land. And it's so easy to say that in, in hindsight. But I think um, if you have, whether it's a business idea or just some opportunity, like if you're thinking you should homeschool or are you thinking that you should volunteer or go to Africa or whatever. Um, I think you don't have to like jump all the way in. You can just like do something that feels kind of scary for you and like do that. You know, you can set your big overarching goal and that's way scary, but if you just kind of like, chunk it off a little bit, like, like I said, with our first one, like, okay, we're just going to do one little test run. We're going to do $400. Like we're going to see if we can make $400. And that felt kind of scary, like financially. And then also the way that I told the world, AKA my Facebook friends <laughs> and family about my business was through a video, a live video. And I kind of just I was so nervous. I had never, ever put my face on something and talked to people, let alone live, because this was before Instagram stories or anything. And it was just, I, it was easy to just hide behind a computer. But part in this is to just like put my face on there and say, this is what I'm doing. Isn't it awesome? So um, that felt way scary. So I think just like, you know, don't, don't go at it. Like I'm going to build an empire, but just like, wow. <laughs> very first thing feels super scary get on there on Facebook live and do that and we had a really good response to that and we actually sold out of most of the shirts like that night but I just tried to be really real and say like this is really scary for me and it's okay to acknowledge it you don't have to act like you know what you're doing you can ask around or you can just tell people I have no idea what I'm doing but I'm trying and I'm gonna try this little thing that scares me a little bit and and then if that works and we like set a little bit bigger goal and a little bit bigger one. And then, and then it's not scary anymore. And those things that you thought were really intimidating are not. That is your magic friend is that you, um, you're not afraid of just being you and being open. And that's, that's what I've always felt. That's why I feel like we're friends, even though we haven't met officially. Yeah. Well, I feel we, like we will. <laughs> um, but I, I really see that through. I mean, it's not just shirts. Like it's completely been a part of my life and I just love it. So um, I like to wrap up my conversations with this and you've kind of touched on it, but if there's any like real ex like um, specific experiences, I'd love to know like how you felt God a part of your business. Yes. I think that it's always, always, always a matter of prayer and like wrestling all the time, you know, because I just think just, 
I just want the answer. Just hit me on the head with it, you know? And I think so much of it, I, and I know this is not a new concept and it's just one that I've clung to for a long time. Um, is just stepping into the darkness a little bit and then feeling like, okay, it's a little bit dark over here, but I'm going to work really hard over here and do what I know is right. Cause I know in my heart what is right and wrong, but you don't always, you know, choose the right thing, but I'm going to work in the dark for a minute. And then when I feel the light on me, I'm going to step into the dark again a little bit. And it always has seemed to work out. And that doesn't mean it's always been successful or that it hasn't been really, really hard or that I haven't felt discouraged, but I've always felt like if I had one step in the dark, heavenly father was like kind of just following me along and leading me to, but I've always been a person that, you know, the moments of inspiration where I have just the words come into my head are not as frequent as just that feeling in my heart, like, yes, that was okay. Letting the spirit lead you and also just kind of tiptoeing and, and saying, <laughs> is this okay over here? And I think just feeling it along the way. Motherhood, I don't know, in our societies being kind of belittled and like, what else do you do? Is kind of the, the world's view of motherhood right now. And that's always been difficult for me because I, it's the hardest job in the world and it's the most important job in the world. And there's nothing that I would ever, nothing that could convince me otherwise. So I think just standing up for it and feeling like heavenly fathers helped me be brave enough to stand up for it. And that's been felt like an honor or something, you know, and not that we're huge or changing massive lives or anything, but just that that constant like courage he's given me to just stand up for something that I know and feel like so deep in my bones is the most important thing. Well, you, Sarah and I always say that God can use anything, right. To you, to spread his, to spread light. And, yeah, and you're like, why me? I don't, I just like chaos over here. I know, but it's a beautiful mess, my dear. And if, and listeners, if you're, I think your takeaway needs to be, that do a $400 scary thing. Maybe yes. it's not $400, yes. but like, as I'm listening to you, it's just like doing something that's just uncomfortable enough to be a little scary. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now I look back, you know, and we're, you just think that's not scary at all. That's in hindsight. And so it's amazing to know once you do that once you can do it again. And you're like, this thing that feels scary today, isn't going to feel scary in a month or two. So it's a cool process and it's almost addicting a little bit. Like, Yes, it totally is. Well, China, thank you so much for being here. Um, We're going to meet in person soon. Let's make it soon because you're the best. Mom's night out. (laughs) I know. From California to Idaho, it'll happen. (laughs) And well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, you guys, for listening. You guys, the absolute best. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women with Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.